When I say polluted air, we think of the outdoors, but the air in our living room can be just as unhealthy. And of course, uh, with me this morning, as usual, on a Thursday, is President of the Malaysian Wellness Society, Dr. Rajbans. Good morning, Dr. Rajbans. Good morning. Now, you're here to talk to us about the ways on how we can maintain healthy air in our living room as part of the Nippon Paint Indoor Wellness Program. Yeah, yes, it is important that we take the right steps to clean our living room regularly, you know. That's very important. You know, it's as easy as vacuuming the room at least twice a week. And instead of curtains, sometimes you can hang blinds that don't collect dust. And, you know, blinds are also easier to clean. Yeah, what about the cleaning products that we use, Dr. Rajbans? Uh, now that's, that's again very important because what I feel is that we should use less chemical cleaners. Make your own cleaner, you know, using things like vinegar, lemon juice, baking soda, which actually don't emit any toxins. And when you paint your walls, be sure to use paints that have low, what they call VOCs, which means volatile organic compounds, because this actually can be harmful for health. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Rajbans, for those tips. This segment is brought to you by the Nippon Paint Indoor Wellness Program, helping Malaysians improve indoor wellness. Now, of course, it's October. It's uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, this is shocking. Beyonce's dad has revealed that he has male breast cancer. We're going to take a look at that Next, after Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got You, on Light. On uh, HealthWise with Dr. Rajbans, President of the Malaysian Wellness Society, it is October, the month for breast cancer awareness. And Matthew Knowles, the father of pop diva Beyonce, has revealed that uh, he's been battling breast cancer. In fact, um, it was this summer that he and his wife noticed recurring dots of blood on his shirts and on their bedsheets. The bleeding, Dr. Rajbans, is this atypical of breast cancer symptoms for men? Uh, You know, the breast tissue is very little there, so the symptoms actually can come faster and probably just the tumour, you know, bleeding away, which is actually good that he probably picked it up earlier. A lot of times men, you know, because they don't suspect, this breast tissue is so small, they can spread very fast. So they come in when there's, you know, already spread to other areas in the body. So maybe the bleeding was good in the sense that, you know, we picked it up earlier. Right. Now, is the treatment for male breast cancer the same as the treatment for women? Yeah, it is the same. The same thing you have to do your biopsies and your operations and your chemo, radiotherapy, hormone therapies and you know, targeted therapy. So it's almost the same. Mm-hmm. All right. Because, well, for a lot of women, they're you know, estrogen receptor yeah. positive. What is the case? In fact, they say for men, it's even the responsiveness even better because the hormone responsiveness is even better than women. So, but only thing is they should pick it up early because again, once, you know, cancer spreads, prognosis is more worse. All right. Now, self-examinations are the same for men and women, right? I suppose, uh, but you know, the thing is men really don't think of breast cancer. It's rare in men, so men really don't think of breast cancer, but I suppose the same thing applies. All right. So if you don't know how to check yourself, uh, you know, you could Google it, and there's so many videos online that can show you exactly what to do for self-breast examination, if whether or not you're a male or a female. Now, coming up, uh, what are signs and symptoms that medical patients should look out for should breast cancer spread? We've got that coming up after Jimmy Cliff, I can see clearly now on light. With me on HealthWise this morning, Dr. Rajbans, President of the Malaysian Wellness Society. And uh, delays in diagnosing secondary breast cancer is truly unacceptable in this day and age. I'm looking at a BBC Health article and uh, one such patient, Joe Myatt uh, from the UK. She's 43 years old. She said she went to her GP five times over a number of years before discovering that the breast cancer that she'd had treated years before had actually spread now to her liver 
her and her bones. She said, I felt like a hypochondriac for going all the time. Her symptoms started with missed periods and nausea before becoming more serious and persistent, leaving her unable to move her neck. Dr. Rajbans, what are the signs and symptoms that medical patients should look out for should the cancer spread? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you think your breast cancer has been treated, the doctors have done all the treatment and then they follow up and say, look, you know, you're clear and then we'll do your, you know, your regular three-monthly, six-monthly, yearly checkups just to monitor. But cancer can sometimes not be come back in the, you know, in the breast. It can actually come back in other areas. Mm-hmm. And this is when you call a metastasis secondary disease. And uh, this can occur in the brain, the, you know, the lungs, the liver, the bones. And uh, so, again, you have to be actually a bit vigilant. Even doctors should think about it. Someone complains that they got headaches or bone pains or mm-hmm. they're losing weight, they're, you know, getting more tired, loss of appetite. Now, these are already symptoms that you suggest or, you know, make you worry that, you know, has the cancer breast come back and it's an spread to other areas. So, because delay in that diagnosis can actually cause patient reverse. So, I think very important that the doctor should be vigilant of course the patient themselves if any new symptoms come in that doesn't make sense don't think you're a hypochondriac go and get it checked up all right well that's definitely great advice i do have times and moments when i think you know is what i'm feeling because i have bone pain and aches and whatnot is this a part of the you know the result of the medication that i'm on and i i tend to think no shazmin it's all in your head you know yeah i I mean right if you're on treatment then of course uh, the medication themselves the side effects but right now you're you're regularly checked by your doctor so they also will be quite vigilant mm-hmm. the danger comes when you have been told that you're treated mm-hmm. and you don't have to see us very often once a year and you know you think that oh it's gone you never come back and then when symptoms come you just pass it off as something or you know it's just probably all in my head right. so be careful because this can occur you know five six seven eight years after the, you know you're treated your primary cancer all right well coming up uh, the health dg has confirmed of a zika case in Perak. we're going to take a look at that next Right now, Whitney Houston, One Moment in Time on Light. And on HealthWise, I have Dr. Rajbans, president of the Malaysian Wellness Society. And a man in Perak has been infected with the Zika virus, says Health Director General Dr. Noor Hisham Abdullah. A test was conducted on the man and the results came out positive. This is the latest case recorded. The number of Zika virus cases in Malaysia is nine so far. Eight in 2016 and one this year. This is alarming. Um, to, Just to refresh our memories, we remember Zika from the olympics in brazil and now it's you know travel all the way here in malaysia what is zika dr rajbans uh, it's just another virus you know the zika virus just like your dengue virus and your chikungunya spread by the aedes mosquito now the thing is why it's, you know if you look at zika you know it's not as serious as your dengue which you know can get hemorrhagic fever mm-hmm. now zika the main problem is that if a pregnant woman gets zika the baby has what they call microcephaly that means the baby is retarded and that's the main worry here uh, of course the other thing is you can get what they call a neurological disorder called guillain Barry syndrome now uh, which is more rare but it's a, it's a thought of a, the virus causing you know a woman is pregnant to cause defects to the baby so I think that was the main thing that was very worrying for everyone in Brazil in the Olympics and the same thing will be here that if you're pregnant and you're exposed to Zika then you have to really go and see your doctor see what's happening but otherwise if you look at the symptoms and signs of Zika, you know, you just get a fever, rest, some conjunctivitis, some mm-hmm. body aches, and it's, you know, transient, and you, you recover very well. Oh, okay. You know, so it's only the pregnant mothers that you really worry about. Right. Is there a vaccination for the Zika virus? I 
don't know whether there's one available in Malaysia because not heard of, definitely not heard in our vaccines in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, not heard of it. I'm not sure whether there's any one that they have overseas. So now that Zika is here, whether they should look at a vaccine, okay. uh, there is something to think about. And how can we protect ourselves from the virus? It's basically the same as you know. How do you protect yourself yeah, from dengue, yeah, right? You can't really. <laughs> the mosquitoes are everywhere, so mm. there's something you have to be careful. All right. Now coming back, surgery is done, but it is a pain for badminton player Jin Wei. A pain she will never forget. We'll take a look at that next here on Light. And on HealthWise with me as usual, Dr. Rajbans, President of the Malaysian Wellness Society and single shuttler Go Jinwei has successfully undergone a colectomy surgery. The procedure which saw part of her colon removed was done on Monday and she is expected to be out for four months. She did describe it as one of the worst pains that she will never forget. Yes, it looks very painful. What could she be suffering from and what would you need to get a colectomy for? Yeah, I mean, colectomy means uh, basically they remove a part of the colon so could be many reasons you know whether that part of the colon was very badly infected or whether they had something like a very kind of inflammatory bowel disease where there's a lot of inflammation and that causing maybe sort of uh, you know infarction where the gangrene the colon has gone gangrenous where there's some growth there could be anything you know and but looking at her pain that was going on so long so it's definitely something like would have caused an inflammation there or maybe even an ischemic bowel we could call it right. you know and again the causes can be many but if the cause is something like that where it's just a localized area and you've removed the colon you know the colon is very long so taking a part of it doesn't really affect you yeah I think in four months you should be back if the underlying problem is to be treated she'll be back to normal and can be back to a training and playing badminton again right that's great news now um, would you then need a colectomy bag you know for the rest of your life is something like this uh, no it better. all depends on what's the underlying cause and whether right. she has uh, you know the stoma there the back or uh, but most time once they even if you have they'll go back in and you know join back your colon so that that will be something temporary all right well that's good to know we wish her the very best and hope she mends up really really soon well dr rajbans uh, thank you for joining us this week thank you